On today's episode of Locked On Cubs, it's all about the future as we go into the top prospects for the franchise on the north side. We look into the big picture. We go over the returns the Cubs got in deals last summer, and then we preview Cubs-Orioles this week. That's all next on Locked On Cubs. And actually for us, it's right now as we, again, as we're recording in some different locations, we're going to skip the intro sounder, Sam, and I need to get better at it anyways. But last week, MLB.com released their top 100 prospects updates along with some updated teams list as well. And as the Cubs are struggling in the present, it is always a good time to peek ahead at least a little bit into the future. Yeah, Matt, I think, uh, you know, on on a positive note, because yesterday's episode was a little bit on the negative side, the, the one thing the Cubs have gotten right so far during this re, retool or rebuild, as uh, Jed Hoyer put it, is they've restacked their their farm system. They've gotten some minor league currency. I, I like the way that he he describes that currency because, you know, there's financial currency when you could buy players, and then there's prospect currency where you could you could grow your farm system, which creates tons of assets and gives you the ability to go out and you know when you're good again, trade some of those guys and turn them into an Aroldis Chapman you know type of player when you're competing. And the Cubs have done that again. The the, the main way they did that was through trades last deadline they turned Anthony Rizzo into a couple of players primarily Kevin Alcantara we're going to talk about him in our second segment they turned Javier Baez into Pete Crow Armstrong we're going to talk about him a little bit later he is one of the top prospects now in the system and all the game uh Chris Bryant was turned into Caleb Killian and Alexander Canario two really uh uh up-and-coming prospects the Cubs are excited about. They completely, you know, recharge their farm system, and, and people might roll their eyes at that and say, oh, well, you know, there's, those guys are still so far away from the big leagues. What does it matter? Well, it matters a lot because, as we talked about on yesterday's show, it, it, it's a situation where you have to be sound at all levels, and it starts at the bottom, right? So if you, if you have good players in your farm system, it gives you tons of flexibility. You hope that all those guys come up and are impact players on the major league level. We know that's not realistic, right? We know that. But let's say next year at this time, the Cubs are five, six games over 500, and they feel like they're one move away from really being in, in the hunt they could take a, 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 a young guy that's 18, 19, that maybe three, four years away, trade him to a team, and, and all of a sudden you get back an impact player. It's important. It's currency. It's assets. And it's one thing that we have to give credit to Jed Hoyer for and this Cubs organization with because this farm system, Matt, it's not as star-studded or as sexy as the farm system was coming into to the 16 year where they won the World Series. But I would argue it might be deeper, and we're going to talk about a few reasons why in a little bit. Well, let's list off the the top few guys, at least for now, and then kind of explain why that could be beneficial moving forward and and maybe some of the things they could do either with those guys or, as you say, Sam, currency, because that is a legitimate word to use because you have a little bit more elbow room, I guess I would say, that either these guys are going to graduate to the big league level or you're going to deal them for players that are going to help you at the major league level. I do have a question for you. I thought it was an interesting one, uh, if I do say so myself. Do you if think I do it, say so myself. Yeah, yeah. Do you think it matters 
when a prospect graduates to the big leagues. What do you mean? In terms like, of in terms of timeline or even terms of notoriety, does it matter the time window in which somebody graduates or so as long as they get there, that's a win? There's a ground ball to third. Wisdom has a little trouble with it. Throws to first. Gets by Bodie. This is going to cost the Cubs the ball game. No, I think um, that actually happened yesterday. <laughs> I don't know. Does it matter? Because Keegan Thompson and Justin Steele. Yeah, those why are you the asking names me that this? come to mind when when I hear that question? Why? Because they're late bloomers. Yeah, maybe because I never saw them on lists. Oh yeah, look, I don't. None of that stuff matters to me. What matters is winning baseball games, and it doesn't matter if. I mean, Christopher Morrell is a really good example, right? Oh, that's right. I yeah. mean, he, he he was a guy that you know was was not really highly touted among the the rankings, but here he is as an impact prospect. So none of that stuff um, really matters to me. What matters to me is winning. And, you know, I think the Cubs, I think these prospect lists, I think they do a pretty good job. I think most of the time the impact guys are the impact guys. Uh, And you want them to get here as soon as possible. I think there's a window. I think, like, Pete Crow Armstrong has to be in the big leagues in the next two or three years. There's a window the Cubs have to hit. So we'll see. We'll see, and uh, we'll go from there. I don't think I answered your question because I didn't understand it, but that's as good as I can do. The top 30 list, 27 of the 30 for the Cubs, according to MLB.com, in terms of ETA, estimated time of arrival, 27 of the 30 have an ETA of either this season, next season, or the season after. So 22, well, so. 23, or 24, uh, which is which is nice to see. Uh, the top four being Brennan Davis, Christian Hernandez, Pete Crow Armstrong, Kevin Alcantara. And then as we go down the list, there's other guys that we'll get into. Name them. Name them. Okay, yeah. James Triantos, number five, according to MLB.com. He can hit. Caleb Killian, number six. We've seen <laughs> him already. <laughs> oh, boy. Get the ball over the plate, young fella. Jordan Wicks, who was the first-round pick last summer, number ha- seven. Having a much better year than his numbers will tell you. His numbers will tell you he struggled a little bit, but if you dig in deep and you do your research like I did this afternoon, pretty intrigued. Go on. Owen Casey, number eight from the U Darvish trade. He can hit. DJ Hers, number nine, left-handed pitcher. Finally a guy that could throw over 100 miles an hour, praise the Lord. And Braylon Marquez, who we may need an SOS for, left-handed pitcher, number 10. He also could throw over 100 miles an hour, but we'll never see it. All right. And then I, uh, a prospect show that I checked Man, was, out earlier Was that today. something or what? Yes, it was. Uh, they were mentioning how DJ Hers, the Man. next time this list is updated, might be in the top five. Whether that's updated in the fall or the winter, I'm not sure. He's, they he, expect him to take a huge leap. He's the type of guy that I was begging for on yesterday's show. Electric arm, electric stuff. Now it's on the Cubs to develop him and turn him into a real fire, you know, fi- fireballing dominant force. All right, let's get to more prospects up next. But first, today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. From the people who invented healthy and tasty comes the latest gift to your taste buds. You've probably tried the amazing coconut brownie chunk Built Bar, but guess what? Your friends at Built have given Coconut Brownie Chunk the puffs treatment. That's right, the Coconut Brownie Chunk Built Bar flavor you love in a deliciously chewy marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. It's like a fluffy cloud of coconut brownie goodness. 
but stop drooling and listen. They are good for you. Low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and all delicious. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCK15, and get 15% off your order. Use promo LOCKED15. Well done. All right, Sam. So the Cubs have four top prospects in MLB.com's top 100. Maybe DJ Hers enters the mix this fall or winter. But a lot of these guys in the Cubs' own top 30 were acquired in trades last July, and that's exciting to see. Right. So so Brennan Davis is still number one. Some good mm-hmm. news with him. He, he obviously has had a real setback this year, wasn't performing well, and then had back surgery. Not quite sure if those two were related. But the good news is I read an article, I think it was over the weekend, that said that he is going to play baseball again in 2022. Um, wow. That That's going to be a little bit of a faster recovery than we thought because, you know, we talk about all these trades with Ian Happ and things like that. It's a lot easier to trade Ian Happ if you feel good about Brendan Davis. He's still, he's still the yes. number one guy. But, Matt, there is some murmurs, and I've seen some things about Pete Crow Armstrong overtaking him as the number one prospect in baseball. I know, he, I know he's number three right now, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call him PCA for the rest of the show. Let's just save some syllables. Some efficiency uh, there. This is a guy that the Cubs and the Cubs fans have been waiting for ever since Dexter Fowler became a Cardinal. You're talking about a center fielder that is elite defensively. Already, already, Right now, as, as as it stands, I believe he's 19 years of age or 20, something like that. I think he's tw- in the 20 uh, range. He he is already right now ready to play an above-average center field defense. There's nobody on the Cubs' current roster that can do that. And the bat is way ahead of many projections. Um, he's hitting for power this year. He, he, he's, he steals bases. He has tremendous speed. You're talking about a guy that has a potential five-tool player in his future right. at, the lead, at the leadoff position and playing center field, which the Cubs have not had since Dexter Fowler. Yeah, it's really exciting. And I think the reason why the buzz has increased on PCA is just because he had played. Exactly. We've seen him play now for a whole half of baseball, and it's been really great. Yeah. Um, so that's been encouraging to see. And then, and then as you go down the list with Alcantara, yeah, he, here's a guy that I, yeah, you know, I'm not going to sit here and pretend I watch all the minor league games, but from the research that I've done, from the tape that I've watched, this is the guy that gives me a little bit of goosebumps, Matthew. Oh, because, there you go. Because you're talking about a 19 year old kid. The Cubs got him from as part of the Anthony Rizzo deal. And and when I look at a young prospect offensively, the yeah. first thing I look at is especially a power hitter like him, the opposite field swing because if you if you just hit homers to deep left field, the big leagues are going to pick pick you apart. His opposite field swing is so smooth and at 19 years old, I've seen him hit multiple no doubt home runs where he where he swings, does a bat flip, and it's a homer in the right center field. That that gives me goosebumps. That gets me really excited. The uh, oppo power gets you really excited. Well, yeah, I, I just it reminds me of like Derek Lee when I see that. Ooh, let's go! I like the uh, name drop. Yeah, just just offensively. Uh, and good old so, number twenty five. So so he's good, and then we haven't mentioned Christian Hernandez. He's an international prospect. Haven't really had a chance to see him play much. But he's super that, young. He's the they, youngest of them all. Yeah, yeah, and he's he's a Cubs you know signee. He wasn't from a trade, right? And you know I haven't really been able to watch him much. I, I know he's hit a couple homers in the the Arizona league, but they say the upside on him is is as high as anybody in baseball, which is why he's still 
uh, the number two rated prospect in, on many sites. But the guys that I've had a chance of seeing, Davis, of course, uh, outfielder, great power, PCA we talked about, and Kevin Alcantara. There's a couple other guys I think that's worth mentioning um, that, that I think could creep in. You mentioned DJ Hertz. Keep an eye on, uh, and, and Triantos is really hitting. Keep an eye on Alexander Canario. I know his numbers aren't great this year. He was the other part of the uh, the Chris Bryant trade. The Giants, here's a guy yeah. that... Here's a guy that has a ton of raw power, a cannon of an arm, uh, and I could just see him, once he starts to figure out pitching, really soar up the levels too. Uh, Ke- I, I don't know how to pronounce his name, but Kevin Made, Made uh, M-A-E-D-E, I think his, his last name is. He's another young shortstop that really is hitting right now at the minor league level. Um, we, we talked about Wicks. We talked about hers. You know, you'd still like to have a couple more pitchers in there, but um, – the position player depth is really special. I did want to mention two other guys, Sam, just for our listeners. Uh, Preciado, who was the Darvish. Additional, yeah, additional piece in the Darvish trade. And then Daniel Palencia is number 25 of 30 on the Cubs list. He was acquired from the A's last summer in the Andrew Chafin deal. Right. Um, so he's really risen up as well. No, they've, they've done some good things. And, and, uh, it's only going to get better that farm system after this deadline, and then you, you you would hope and almost guarantee this will be the last time we're at the deadline we're shipping off guys to help the farm system. It should be in pretty good shape going forward now. And then the last three draft picks, the top picks were Jordan Wicks, who we mentioned already, Ed Howard out of Chicago, Injured. Injured. and then Ryan Jensen, who is yeah. already in Double A. We might see Heart him thrower. late late this year, early next year. Um, do we think? Do you think we'll see Killian again? This year in the major leagues, it's a great question. I, I maybe in a very low leverage September outing, it, okay. it, it was it was not a good showing from Killian um, here. And, and since he's gone back to the minor leagues, he struggled. So we'll see with him. But as I say, with pitchers, it's not linear at all. I mean, with with all players, it's not linear. But pitchers, especially, this guy could 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 be one of the worst. Uh, starters in baseball one year and then the next year he's Corbin Burns you just don't know you just have right. to trust the process and and hope these guys get it right and uh you know up next we preview this week for the big league Cubs as they square off at home against the Orioles and the Mets and we do that with the help of some baseball golf from Sam but first right now I'm in the midst of a Midwest road trip that's why I am recording from some different places right now. I'm in Iowa. I was in Iowa for baseball last weekend. have a wedding in Minnesota this weekend. So with all this driving, it was an absolute must to make sure my car was ready to go. And I did that with the help of Rock Auto. Hit the pause button on the big chain auto stores and give Rock Auto a try. They are a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. All right, Sam. Cubs-Orioles, Cubs-Mets this week. You're going to debut baseball golf for Locked On Cubs yeah, listeners. Yeah, let's not let's not let's not act like it's this big. Like I'm just gonna show a fun concept. This isn't gonna yeah. be like a life changing thing. You know, you're listening in your car. You don't. You don't. Listen, have to pull. we're talking. We're talking baseball. You, you don't have to pull over 
uh, when I talk about baseball golf, it's going to be really, you know, you're going to, you're going to be like, Oh, that's it. But it's just a fun thing because what I want to do, Matt, is I'm going to make a quick guarantee on the show is that there's going to be a point when you and I are the locked on Cubs podcast host, when this Cubs team's damn good, excuse my French. Uh, and, uh, when they're good, it's really fun to play. So what you do is you take a series. Now, it's supposed to be a three-game series, but the Orioles is two, so I'm just going to put two series together. Orioles, winners of eight straight, by the way. And I, and I love watching Baltimore play. You're going to have the two games against Baltimore, the four games against the Mets. They're six games total. What you do is you set a par on what you – why are you laughing right now? I'm trying to – I'm just really enjoying uh, the fact that I'm hosting this program with you. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, so you, you – you set a par for the six games. What you think okay. is acceptable, what the Cubs should accomplish. So for this sake, you're at home. Let's say they go three and three. Okay, Split right. with the Mets, split with the Orioles at home. If you get, a, let's say you go four and two, you call that a birdie. You were one better than you than than you thought you should be. If you go five and one, you call it an eagle. If you go if you go uh, uh, um, if you don't split and you go two and four, you call that a bogey. One and five, a double bogey. Now you're supposed to do this for each series, not two series at a time. But two game series are weird. And right. at the end of the year, you keep track all year what you are minus one after the first series, minus even because of this. And then at the end of the year, you keep track. And if you're like a minus in between a minus eight and a minus ten, you're going to be a playoff team. And if you're in the plus eight to plus ten range, you're going to be where the Cubs are now. And that's not a good baseball club. And uh, it's just a fun fun game to play. I just you know I like to just and pitching matchups are a really big part of it too. Like you could be playing a team like the Reds, but you're facing maybe Luis Castillo, and it's like ah oh, maybe that's a game we're probably not going to get in Cincinnati. And you just it, it, it's just fun to play when the team's good. I remember 2015 I started it, and the Cubs won 97 games that year. They ended up being like a minus 17 to where I had them going into the series. So that's Jeez. that's kind of kind of what you do it's just a fun way in terms of how the series goes you're having a red hot baltimore team come in they're young they're exciting they're fun they got really good position players uh, really good cedric mullins uh, uh rutschman's really good uh mount castle is having a nice year santander uh their bullpen's really good the only weak point of their ball club is their starting pitching so maybe the cubs will be able to hit some balls out of the uh, friendly confines and then the mets come in for four and they have some really good starting pitching uh, and that's going to be a really fun series. Always fun to play the Mets, and uh, hopefully it'll be a good weekend. Go into the go into the All Star break strong. I don't know the pitching matchups. Maybe you have that in front of you. Well, after a long road trip, the Cubs are finally back in the friendly confines. I did some digging today, Sam, on the Orioles, who are winners of eight straight. They're there's pitching. no need for there's no need for me to do any digging because I live and breathe Oriole baseball. Is Gary Thorne still the play by play guy? Keep talking. Okay. Well, I thought maybe you listened to some TV broadcasts for them. No, no, no. I think so. Keep talking. God bless you. Pitching is mostly outside of their system, kind of connecting the whole show now together uh, to spell it out for, for the people. Well, they have some good young prospects like a Grayson Rodriguez. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. But their most often used starting nine is what really intrigued me, Sam, because five of the nine were draft picks and are homegrown players from Baltimore. Two, they picked up on waivers, one the rule of five draft, and one free agent. So five of the nine being homegrown, I think, is pretty significant. And that's what you would like to see, that either those are going to be capital to bring back if you're in a buy mode, or right, right. now they're up and they're just raking. Right, and, I'm tired of talking about Baltimore. 
maybe they're a little ahead of schedule, but guess what? It's fun to see and to see okay, young players yeah. and those guys no. should get a shot. What else are they doing? Right. Anyway. PJ Higgins should get more playing time than Jan Gomes. <laughs> His name's Jan. Jan, sorry. Yeah. No, keep talking. Get on your soapbox. I've had a lot of people reach out to me say, hey, love the show, but really want Matt to dig in on Gomes more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Um, I'm going to get my PJ Higgins jersey this week. I planned on going to Amazon.com. I, I saw in my cart that I still had the VR poster that I was going to order from you, so I got rid of that. But, um, you know, it's it's intriguing to see a young ball club like that. I think they're going to be exciting to watch, honestly, uh, uh, this week before the, the more veteran Mets come to town. And if you get a if you if you do buy a PJ Higgins jersey, you could follow up by finding a new host co-host for the show. Um, as far as the Mets go, yeah, no, it'll be fun to play the Mets. They're really good. You're probably gonna see Scherzer. You're probably gonna see all these guys. Uh, Alonzo may hit one down Kenmore. But <laughs> you always <laughs> you always reference Kenmore. <laughs> But, no, it'll be fun. Look, it's the last series before the break, and as much as the Cubs have struggled most of this year, it's still fun to watch the Cubs every day. We, we both do it. And we'll, next week at this time, we're going to be missing Cubs baseball because the All-Star break will be here. Yes. And it just won't be the same. So, you know, again, this week, what am I looking for? Hopefully Justin Steele's back off the paternity list, get another start uh, in a him. He's fun to watch. He's been pitching really well. Keegan Thompson, another start. Really excited to watch him. See if Seiya Suzuki can get a couple in the uh, Wrigley Field jet stream, land one on Waveland. Uh, that would be nice to see. You know, Chris Morrell would like to see him get hot again. Didn't have the greatest road trip there, uh, especially in L.A., uh, although he did hit a homer. Um so, yeah, we'll see. I think the Cubs will play well. I think they'll at least get a game against Baltimore and and and, and hang in there against the Mets. I would expect them to play pretty well. Yeah, I think those are all good breakout candidates for the week that you mentioned. It's going to be two seven oh five starts against the Orioles. Jordan Lyles against Adrian Sampson on Tuesday. And you know what? I'm excited to watch Adrian Sampson tomorrow. I know that sounds kind of crazy. No, I'm serious. He's been really good this year, and, and he's earned. He's he competes. Earned. He's earned the right for me to put in a little th- popcorn in the microwave and watch him start tomorrow night. Really? And what type of popcorn would that be? Is that like buttered, the buttered variety? What's the next pitching matchup? It's going to be Spencer Watkins against the elusive TBD. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good stuff. Any, any, Mets, any, any Mets starters announced? Absolutely zero on the board yet. Okay, cool. Well, I'm excited to watch Adrian Sampson tomorrow night, and I, I expect the Cubs to play well this week. I, I know the Orioles are, have won a lot of games in a row. I don't think they're leaving Wrigley at 10 in a row. To be a part of the journey with us, subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and everywhere you get your podcasts. Subscribe to Locked On Cubs on YouTube as we make the push to 1,000 subscribers, and follow along with us on Twitter at Locked On Cubs. And remember, you can leave us a voicemail or drop us a text. We still need to get in the feedback zone this week. 312-834-4634. Thanks for making Locked On Cubs your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On MLB Prospects. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. For Sam Olber, I'm Matt Cozy. This is Locked On Cubs.